Um, I saw this quote this week. I thought it was kind of an interesting, interesting quote. It, it's a little bit like, and I don't remember which of the founding fathers said, democracy really only works for a moral a people with morals, I think was basically, I know Jay knows that quote, so help me out. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Which one was it? Which one of the founding fathers? Do you remember? Okay. Yeah, basically, democracy works really well as long as people are have a right perspective and, and, and are willing to be um, moral, desiring to be moral. But uh, anyway, I found that to be interesting. So I started with that. Um, so last week, or I should say after three weeks of talking about government, um, last week we finally moved on or moved beyond the first six verses of chapter 8 of Ecclesiastes. Um, and today, we're not going to make a whole lot more tracks than that. It's going to look a little different this morning uh, at some point. But um, basically last week I, kinda con I concluded with the fact that we, are free we have freedom in Christ. Uh, we each need to be asking our Savior how he would have us use the freedom he has given us. Uh, so too many people talk about freedom as if we can do whatever we want, but that is not what freedom truly is. So, um, so this morning we're going to continue talking about government, but hopefully uh, the tough groundwork has kind of been dealt with and, and we're moving on a little bit. Um, and so that's how ambitious I am today. Got three verses. So, um, my intention is I want to go through these three verses, talk about them, and then what I'd like to do, um, depending on how much time we have, I want to spend some time in corporate prayer for our nation, for things around the world. So, that's kind of that's why I'm only being that ambitious to cover three verses. So, let me pray and then we'll get started. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you once again for the opportunity to look into your word. We thank you for the truth that resides in your word because uh, it is all about you and you are truth. Um, and so we just ask that as we look into it, you would uh, continue to illumine our, our eyes, the eyes of our hearts to, to see what it is you have for us. Let us be um, willing to uh, change according to your um, desire for us to change and our need to change to, uh, to conform to what is true uh, in you. And Lord, I just pray that you would direct our hearts to know how to pray for um, so many things going on, going on in our world, and uh, whether it's locally, close by, or whether it's uh, on the other side of the world. So uh, we just ask and we, we recognize and acknowledge that we need you to direct us uh, because we are feeble and we are we like to think sometimes we know what's going on, but, but honestly, uh, you are the only one who truly does. So uh, we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so, yep, absolutely. Okay, sure. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. The jailer out on liberty is still under the headship of the captain. And so there are expected behaviors within that liberty. Gotcha. It's not the same thing. There is 
Right. 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 Gotcha. Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's taught you well. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and uh, Ecclesiastes chapter eight. We're going to read uh, seven through nine. If no one knows what will happen, who can tell him when it will happen? No man has authority to restrain the wind with the wind or authority over the day of death. And there is no discharge in the time of war, and evil will not deliver those who practice it. All this I have seen and applied my mind to every deed that has been done under the sun, wherein a man has exercised authority over another man to his hurt. So it seems to me that Solomon is still talking about the king. He uses the word authority three times, and he's been talking about the king. And then, of course, in verse 9, he ends with um, wherein a man has exercised authority over another man. So he's talking about that authority structure. Um, and I think he's saying that the king may seem very powerful. He may be convinced he is powerful and have others convinced that he's very powerful. Um, but he's not God. He's not even close. And so sometimes we get those, we have an overestimation of what the king or what the government is or has or can do or all those things. Um, how, many of you, how many of you here ever get frustrated with government? How, <laughs> what's that? Yeah, that, it, it would be crickets. We get frustrated with the direction it's going. We get frustrated with the trampling of rights, of the legislating of immorality. Why don't we do something about it? What's that? Yeah, we vote, right? Okay. Does it seem to change anything? Sometimes. The, uh, the king or the government has a tendency to get a little power, and the nature of government is to want more. Or anyone in power, right? It doesn't seem to matter whether it's government as a whole or an individual. The, the tendency is to seek more power and protect the power that they have. We've all heard it, power corrupts, total power corrupts totally. And there is one exception. God, he has ultimate power, and he is incorruptible. Government grows, and unbridled, unbridled government grows exponentially. I think the only thing rarer than a unicorn is a government agency, agency that actually gets eliminated. Rarely do you hear of, you know, this thing was started, and then uh, it did its job, and then it goes away. They tend to just perpetuate. So Jeff's first law of government is that it never shrinks, at least not willingly. If I were ever elected, I, we were talking about this one morning at breakfast, I said, if I were ever elected president, I would do all I could to gut the federal government, you know? That would be a big job. But it's what should be happening, you know? But it, that's not the nature of government. 
So does it feel like our government is just too big to try to fight? Huh? No. All right. Do you think it's hard to change the, ch the direction of a massive tanger tanker when you feel like you're in a dinghy? Yeah, it, it feels like a pretty huge undertaking, right? And it is. I can't do it, and neither can you by ourselves. So with that, let's get into the verses. So verse 7, and I, I do think that he's talking about government here. So do you know what events will happen in the future? No. I mean, in general, do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? No. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, and neither does government. Do you know anyone who does? Yes, we do. Verse, uh, verse 8, the first part. Can you control the wind? No. We saw it yesterday. A lot of wind blowing, a lot of fires burning. Can government control the wind? They think they can. Do you know someone who can? Yes, we do. 8B, are you in control of when someone dies, including yourself? Not really. Government thinks they are, but ultimately, they aren't either. We know who is, right? We can say that we're going to put somebody to death, or we can say we're going to commit suicide. There's no guarantee that that's actually going to work out. God is in control of those things. Um, 8C, if you're about to be in a fight with the odds stacked against you, and this is kind of what this comes down to, uh, can you afford to get rid of any of your assets? You know, if you're, if you're about to get into a fight and there's six guys on the other side of you and you've got five friends with you, if they go, we got to go, you know, that doesn't feel too good. The government's really in the same boat. And I think that's what he's getting at, is there's no discharge in the time of war. You don't tell people, you know, unless, unless God's the one in control, because we can think of judges when he said, no, you got too big of an army. Um, but government doesn't generally say um, World War III is coming, so, yeah, we're going to start letting uh, people retire out of the military early, that kind of thing. Um, do you know anyone who doesn't care what the odds are of success because his success is guaranteed? God. God's guaranteed. It's, he, he doesn't care about, and that's what we see in, in Judges, is when God says to uh, Gideon, your army's too big, you've got to send some of them away. It's because God was fighting, not, not people. It wasn't people fighting, it was God fighting. All right, the last part of verse 8, is evil wickedness the way to solve problems? <coughs> Obviously not. We know that's true. Will it work out for government in the long run? No. Government sometimes tries to use wicked means. We see, see it everywhere. We see lots of instances of that. Um, does it work out? No. Do you know anyone who is watching and who will make all things right in the end, regardless of how much evil is practiced on earth? Yeah, 
we know that. We know that person. That last one is important not just for government but for us. When we get frustrated and begin to believe the only way to see things, um, good things happen and come out of government is by evil means, we have lost track of who is in control. God doesn't need nor does he use wicked, wickedness to accomplish its goals. So as we get frustrated with our government, we need to stop, government, we need to stop looking at our limited resources and start looking to God's infinite resources and be praying about how he may want us to be used by him to bring about good changes in our government and in our world in general. So don't get sucked into the lie that the government is too big for you or uh, for you or me to have an impact for good, okay? So then verse 9, Solomon has witnessed and considered all these things where one person has exercised authority over another. What does he seem to have found? Does it seem he has found uh, more bad or good where it comes to people having authority over others? As we think about what we've read, Do you see more good or bad examples of people having authority over, over others? Bad. bad. Why? <coughs> right. Why not? Everybody's got sin in their heart. The heart is desperately wicked. It's in Jeremiah. I didn't write it down, so I don't remember exactly where, but... and. That's just, that's just the way we are. It's, it's what we've, we're all born into sin, so we all have the effects of sin. And so no matter what the system eventually you see, it gets to where it's bad. Um, who does have ultimate authority? God. Do you really believe that? Do you worry? Do you get nervous? God-fearing wisdom says, I can be at peace with all these different realities because my hope is in the Lord. The all-powerful creator of the universe, not, my hope is not in my circumstances, but it's in him, right? Doesn't mean that obviously sometimes we don't get nervous. Does the government have a lot of power? Yes, why? We talked about this. Yeah, we've given it away because it's it's easier to have to let somebody else do those things, and so, and we get lazy, and we you know and, and you know you go this is a behemoth. This our federal government is is enormous, and it's hard to try to keep keep tabs on all that. Um, as the children of the true King, the all powerful King, we need to be willing. We need to be willing to fight, not on our terms, not on our strength, not according to our wisdom, but on his terms and his strength and according to his wisdom. But we need to be willing to join the fight. We need to be willing to not just sit on the sidelines. There's no question that we are living in the middle of a mess. Our government's a mess. Our world is a mess. Um, there's a lot going on in our world and in our nation. Um, 
And I would have to say that I think most of us, as I look around this room, most of us, uh, the age we are, have some have to take some responsibility for allowing our government to go to get so far out of whack. I have to acknowledge that I have not done all that I probably, certainly all that I could have, and I would assume all that I should have to try to be a little more diligent about what is this government doing and what's this government going to look like for my kids and, and my grandkids and things like that. It is possible that our nation is too far gone. Could be. Our world may be too far gone. It may be that the only answer is for Jesus Christ to come back and set it all straight. It could be. It's very possible. Um, but I believe at the very least our Lord would have us to be praying for him to overcome the darkness. I don't think we're supposed to just give in to evil. I don't think we're just supposed to say, well, it is what it is, so I'm just going to go you know, live on a mountain and wait for him to come back or you know, separate myself from all these things. Um, I believe he wants us to be engaged. And I think that we need to be willing to be used by him in whatever situation that may be, uh, whatever capacity he would have for us, um, to achieve his ends. His heart is that none should perish, but that all would come to know him. And I, I think I've asked this before, but do you really think that Christ will return if there's one more person who would accept him as Lord? Is he going to go, sorry, you just missed out? You know? No, his heart is for the lost. Our heart oftentimes is to avoid the pain and, you know, I don't like this anymore, Lord, it's time for you to come back. Porter? I understand. In, yeah, in the tribulation and in and, and those things. I understand. But I just think, I, I think sometimes our motivation is just, I want out of the pain, I want out of the mess, you know, so, so Jesus come back. And he will in his perfect timing, but Sometimes my heart is much more about me than about who else he may have me to be reaching out to. Um, and you may say, I'm not comfortable sharing the gospel. Okay, well, are you at least praying for the lost? You know? and, and the Lord may move you in that prayer that you, you know, I, there's this person that keeps showing up, and they're not a believer, and, you know, but I don't feel comfortable talking about them. Keep praying about them. The Lord may be the one that brings up that conversation or whatever. Um, and you may say our government is beyond hope. It's way too big. There's nothing I can do. Are you praying? And that, that's something that I, you know, um, Heather and I, we used to, you know, the kids all kind of went to bed at the same time. And so, before they went to bed, we'd pray with the kids and, you know, do that kind of thing. Well, now everybody's older and, you know, sometimes Andrew's not even home at night, you know, and this and that. And so uh, just recently I was like, we need to be praying as a family. We need to be making this more of a priority. So we're starting to do that. Um, because it's, there's a lot going on. And we need to be going to the feet of the one who, has it all in control, who knows what's going on. Because frankly, I don't know. 
there's a lot going on, I suspect, behind the scenes. Maybe it's all clear, and maybe it's all right there, and maybe everything's as obvious as it seems like it is. It sure seems like there's a lot going on behind the scenes. I don't know what that is. I'm not that smart. What's that? Yeah, the, Satan is alive and well, right? So there's a lot, and he's a deceiver, so I'm pretty sure I'm being deceived about some things, you know, that I'm not seeing everything. But I know somebody who does see everything. I should be going to him. I should be spending time with him. And I'm going to make a plug. Like I said, in a few minutes here, we're going we're gonna to just spend some time praying together. And I'm going to make a plug for um, especially the Wednesday night prayer group, um, and it, it kind of comes and goes, and, and um, you know, when it first started, we were coming, and we'd gotten busy, and we'd doing other things, and, um, but strongly encourage you, you know, to get together with your brothers and sisters in Christ and be praying, you know, um, and they pray about all kinds of stuff, and they're here for about an hour, um, but I remember when that started, one of the things was we need to be praying for our government. And it was true then. I think it might be true now. <laughs> um, so just, you know, as you pray, I just encourage us all to be willing to do, to go, to be whatever it is God wants us to be. Um, He may want to send us to Ukraine or to Washington, D.C. or to Bernie, Texas to, you know, I mean, he may want to send us to Austin, Lord forbid, you know, I mean. <laughs> no, I mean, I know, what do you, <laughs> and that's the thing, wherever God sends us, he's, he's there. Amy? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard that before. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was out, uh, some of you know, I, I have a little car that I race uh, just out in the parking lot with a bunch of guys, and, you know, there's a lot of lost people out there. Um, there's, more, there's more believers out there than probably I recognize. Um, there was a guy I met out in Fair Oaks that uh, called about doing a remodel on his house, and I'm like, that looks like a car you might race out where he was like, yeah, I've raced out there. And I'm like, oh, okay, and find out he's a believer, and he was talking about another guy that I'd seen out there, I haven't seen out there for quite a while, a believer, and like, okay, yeah, we're out there, um, but we need to be salt and light in that place. You know, wherever it is, are we being salt and light? Are we willing to be salt and light? Um, and so God may, God may not change, change your routine, may not ask you to do much different than what you're doing, than what you have been doing. He may not ask you to be around anybody different than you're already being around. But it's just, I think as we pray, we hear, and we just become more aware of 
you know, I'm still pretty convinced prayer doesn't really change God at all. It changes my attitude toward him and my recognition of him being there. And he, he oh, oh, that's right, he's there, he's sovereign, I'm not, you know. Um, so, and then the other thing that, you know, it, it's not just about me, it's about those people that I love. And that was one of the things that I recognized is I've got two 19-year-old boys at home. You know, if World War III really comes out and they start drafting people, I got to think about, Lord, these are your boys, not mine. You know, giving our kids over, giving those that we love over to the Lord, that's tough. I don't, I don't like that, especially with the current administration. I would not look forward to that at all. But, um, you know, Lord, what's, what's the plan? What's the, you know, so giving all those things, giving those people, giving ourselves to the Lord in all these things. Um, I just had Psalm 27 to 9, and I'm just going to leave that up. Um, but I'd really, uh, I'd really just like now to spend some time in prayer. We've got not, not quite 20 minutes. Um, and I don't, I've been in the past when I was at Bible school and stuff, we'd have a missions conference or something like that. And like, we're going to spend time in you know, prayer, and you break into groups, and, and they would tell you, pray for this, pray for this, pray for this. I'm like, don't tell me what to pray. <laughs> Maybe that's just my sin nature, but I'm like, the whole, we all have the Holy Spirit. The, the Spirit will lay on your heart what to pray. Um, we've been talking about government. We've been talking about the world situation. I encourage you to pray for those things. But whatever the Lord's putting on your heart, pray. Um, I'll get us started, and when we're running out of time, I'll, I'll end it. Um, I may interject some in the middle, but um, I'll, I should probably make it. It'll probably be fairly obvious when it come to the end. Can I just add a quick footnote? Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, our culture is a mess. There's no doubt about it. And, but we as believers are the bearers of fruit in this culture. Mm-hmm. And actually, in any culture that believers exist, they are the bearers of truth in that culture. Right. United States has a unique form of government because when it was founded, there, it was founded in the influence of Christian men who implemented biblical principles into public policy, which we have in the Constitution, even in our de- Declaration. And, you know, I, I don't blame government. I blame, well, not blame, but we as a church have transitioned in recent years from being bearers of truth and standing for truth and really being the salt and light in our culture, many have transitioned, church leadership has transitioned into an entertainment society so people can be drawn in to feel good and have big numbers. Right. Um, and, I, what, and I don't want to tell you what to pray, but I think one of the big <laughs> things is the church. Right, yeah. The church for sure, the church yeah. leadership. Leadership matters. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm way more concerned about church in America and leadership of church in America than any level of government. Right. Because we're supposed to influence the government. Right. And, and, and okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good point. All right. Anybody else want to? Yes.
Um, I don't know that I'm going to answer that question right now, um, but I know that he asked us to pray, um, and so that's what we're going to do right now. And I, I think that, um, yeah, we are we are called to stand against the darkness. We are we are called to, but what that looks like is up to Christ. And what is he moving and what is he telling me? Yeah, Porter. True. Yep. Yep. All right. We're going to pray. So just pray as you're led. Father God, we thank you for um, the fact that you are sovereign. You are the one in control, um, ultimately, of, of what, what you allow to happen in this world. And, and we know that we are the ones, as human beings, we're the ones who invited evil into this world. So it is not that you're not powerful enough to um, overcome evil. It's that you are allowing evil to work its way out because that's what we asked for. Um, and so, Father, I just uh, uh, want to ask that you would be the one uh, to guide us, to direct us, to show us how it is, what it is you would have each one of us do, whether all it is is hitting our knees to, to pray, uh, which I say all that is as if, it's, if it's, as if it's something small, and it's not, but whether that's the... Um, the sum of what you're asking of us or whether you're asking more, Lord, let our hearts be willing. Let us be uh, ready to, um, to do whatever it is you call us to do. Thank you, Jesus.